So anyway, thank you for coming. This is amazing. I'm really happy about doing this. One of the reasons I call for this kind of podcast is because uh, the women, aside from Raz and Alicia, and maybe sometimes Miranda, the women never speak up on Hobby Nation, and that kind of is annoying because we have hundreds and hundreds of women on that group, right? So. Um, more power to Raz because she kind of makes up for all of them that we're not speaking. I'm pretty loud. Yes, you are. <laughs> but it's it, it's kind of um, the initial plan of this podcast. Was, let's have a podcast about Captain Marvel. And I realized there were only men saying, hey, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, this is a little disingenuous. This doesn't make sense. So what if we actually invited the women to talk about a movie that's you know, more pertinent to them? Because, uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot more identity there. So to start off, uh, I think we have today, we have uh, Jane. We have Nora, we have Raz, and we have Alisa. And uh, I'm not going to go into introductions of who you are because everyone can look you up on Hobby Nation <laughs> and stalk your profiles. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah>. Friendship. <laughs> yeah, friendship. So, uh, geek friendship. But uh, I want to just run right into the film. So, But some ground rules. We're not going to talk a lot about the comics too much. Uh, otherwise, this will just become too long and we'll talk a lot of comparisons. We can use the comic. We can discuss some of the comics for reference to the movie, mm. but it's better not to focus on the film itself. What does the film mean? So, what's the point of this podcast? Uh, is to hear from you and our women. What was this film about, in your perspective, and what did it mean to you? What did you like about it? What did you not like about mm. it? And aside from the philosophy of that, also as a fun film, did you like it a lot? Did you hate it? There was was there some of the stuff just crap? Because there's so many homages, so much uh, pop culture references. So, um, let's get into it. First of all, um, how did you like Captain Marvel as a film? Uh, in my defense, though, I don't post a lot because I generally don't post a lot. But now I'm going to start to post more about like the films that I'm really interested in. And I think Captain Marvel was what I was waiting for for a while. Um, I would say it had a rough start for me just in terms of... of actress choice I thought up until 20 minutes of the films like anybody could have been this but then eventually Brie like molded into the character and I came out of it thinking no this was the right pick um I'm not much of a person who hated the homages I, I'm a 90s baby so more of it uh but Goose stole the show for me like I want more Goose I want more Flurkins I can never look at cats the same anymore I swear um I think what was slightly different from other Marvel's uh, films was that it was a narrative, more narrative, not too much action. Action, action was important, but it went straight to the heart. Particularly when she went back and met her friend and her friend's daughter, like that whole act for me was really, really emotional, and I liked it. And I thought it was genuine for what female relationships need to, yeah, how female relationships need to be portrayed more often in film. Yeah, that was a great bridge. Yeah. That that middle moment of yeah. the, the, the the friends coming together and. Monica seeing her what her future in a yeah. way that was a great moment in the film. I've not seen that done very well in Marvel films, by the way. That emotional beat and those properly. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think as far as origin films go, it's up there. Um, I normally don't enjoy those so much, so I wasn't. I went in with quite low expectations, and I was I was happy with with the Captain Marvel story. I like Brie. Um, I was aware of the controversy going in, and I was kind of expecting her to maybe be a bit wooden, or but you know some of these other things I've heard. But I didn't find that. I thought I thought she was good. She did have um, the portrayal was quite sort of uh, uh, shall we say stoic. But I think I put that down to her Cree training, not because the actress was wooden. I think that was she. I played. I think she played it well. Um, 
I enjoyed, um, I think there's a bit too much in the trailer because a lot of the big moments were lost, uh, lost some of their impact. And I didn't like the song selection. They could have chosen much cooler 90s tracks. Um, so, but other than that, I enjoyed it. It'll be interesting to find out why they chose those songs. I, w I wonder if there's yeah, a discussion the somewhere. Yeah, the actually, because obviously there's a reason they chose certain songs. Mm -hmm. Same with Guardians of the Galaxy, where there's a reason they chose the songs. So I wonder what that would be, Raz. <clears throat> well, the reason Guardians of the Galaxy is because it relates to Star-Lord's character, because that's the music he likes and he listens to on the tape, which makes uh, the song choices in the film feel a lot more authentic to the story rather mm -hmm. than just Random. shoehorned into tickle some nostalgia fancy, right? Yeah. This is what it felt like here. So, um, well, I again, I'm the loudest on Marby Nation, and I did a whole review on this, so I'm not going to talk too long about what I thought of the movie, because you can check out the review. Shameless self-promotion! Raz Reviews. Raz Reviews on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, so, but generally, so I liked the film. The thing is, I didn't love the film, and I didn't hate it, and I felt that the people and the controversy surrounding it kind of forced you into a camp where you either love it or hate it, and if you hate it, you hate women, and if you love it, you're a feminazi. I'm neither of those things. Just a human. Yeah, I'm neither of those things, and I thought the movie was okay. It was good. Um, it was an enjoyable, pretty run-of-the-mill, by-the-numbers origin story. The only difference here is, A, it's a female-led uh, superhero film, which is not the first exactly. one. And the only other difference is that she didn't have a love interest, and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, yeah, which it, was so that's good. good. Was Finally, so good. Have a love interest, thank God. Which yeah. is which is <laughs> the friendship, the female friendship yeah. was the love. I, interest. The yeah. thing is, I wish there was more focus on the female friendship. Mm. I thought that Monica yes. Rambo was a very interesting character, mm. and I wish that we started investing in her early on. Mm. What happened, and what you guys have pointed out also, is why a lot of people didn't feel a connection with Brie Larson's character. It's because we started to see shades of her personality halfway through towards the end. And half a film is not enough time to form that kind of connection and to leave an impression on who that person is. So I started liking her a little too late in the game. And in the first half of the film, she didn't know who she was. And in turn, I didn't know who she was. The mm -hmm. audience didn't know. So we were like, okay, what's up? You know, the whole time. So that also, I think, what made this film feel didn't have as much of an impact as other origin films have had. And I've also said this, and I still say it a lot, I think that we're a little bit too... At this point, oversaturated with origin stories, and if you want to have an origin story that's going to have a big impact, it's going to have it's, it needs to have something very special about it. Whether in the style or in the story or the narrative itself, it has to have some sort of um, uh, super objective or super specific character arc or something like that. Mm. This didn't have that. This is they're doing this and then they're doing that and then they have to do this. They get the thing and then they leave. So that's cool. But it had cool moments. I liked the relationship with Nick Fury. I liked Samuel Jackson in it. I don't care about the cat. I love I'm looking cat. at you. Nora. I love the cat. It's a CGI cat. It's not a real it's cat. It's still the power the of the cat. I have a problem with CGI animals. animals. No. I have a problem. That's fine. The like, CGI, wait, I can give it to you. Cat fight with. Yeah. Not <laughs> cat fight. <laughs> I don't like that word. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway, it's a flirting fight. So I don't care about the cat. I thought it was cute sometimes, but it wasn't like. I thought it's going to be the Pikachu of Marvel films. Anyway, it wasn't. I don't care. But yeah, so I thought it was a good film. So um, later on when we have time, I have some statistics I want to talk about, about this sure, film. And sure, why, why is it important? Because in terms of like a female lead, I don't think that Captain Marvel, even before this, I never thought that Captain Marvel was one of the big 
feminist we'll get to that. visuals. We'll get okay. to that because there are some. Yes, I know. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. I wanted to mention the polarization point only because I mean now we're in that that age of polarization. Um, when my brother like was the first to like start that campaign of like get Brie Lawrenson on Twitter and it was like him and a bunch of others. I was like, okay, so a lot of men are happy with this choice. I was surprised to find out that a lot of women weren't happy with the choice. And then leading into the film coming, I was like, okay, I don't understand what the frenzy is. Just wait, like as she said, Wonder Woman. It's it's not the first time we've had powerful. You know, superhero uh, female characters. But back to the love interest, which I think is extremely important. Um, a lot of people also thought there was a lesbian undertake that that friendship w uh, that would, would be developing into that sort of a, a relationship. And I was like, either way, I mean, I didn't love. See that. I didn't see that. Most people were saying that, that could like that would have been the potential of a relationship. But that too, a, is, yeah, I think it's genuine. Yeah. yeah, but also I think it's like considering what J.K. Rowling recently said about uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and also about. I feel like there's this whole narrative that's been going to be pushed into yeah. a lot of things. Like, oh, if it's only a woman, then she's probably a lesbian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Fine, yeah. but you don't have to have it. Relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have plenty of such characters. You have plenty of uh, characters who are gay in the comics. Yeah. Celebrate them. Yeah, yeah. Make them because they're actually written that way. Mm. You know, don't shoehorn, like you said earlier, yeah. don't shoehorn it onto an already beloved character just because you want to make them like that. Yeah. However, it be organic. However, yes. now when the new uh, Endgame trailer dropped, I am totally shipping Thor and Captain Marvel. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> I ship that on board. I drive the ship. Yes. Yes. I am waiting to see Bedroom. Thor and Captain Marvel together, and then, and then. Star Lord comes in, oh Price of Blood, because that's going to no, happen. Star Lord is still not. No, 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 no he's going to get looks from Gamora. That's the whole point. Because, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, think about this. Gamora is dead. Yeah, but Star, Star Lord is just going to be doing it to tease That's it. Star Lord is on timeout. Okay, he doesn't get anything right now. Yes, true. Just his mess is fixed. Yes, Alisa. Um, but for me, it was more of um, an origin story in a whole, because uh, there's a lot of big theories, um, they have the Tesseract to see where that goes yeah. in the 90s, um, and obviously Captain Marvel. So for me, as a whole around story, I liked it. Um, I think that's interesting to see, because uh, the people, a lot of us who read the comics, um, we were looking at a lot of things and trying to notice things and like, hey, wait, oh, okay. But a lot of my friends, the women included, who did see the film and are never seen the film, never read the comics, or not in the comics, they walked out going, oh my god, that was amazing, oh my god. It's probably like the whole Scrolls thing and things yes. like that. Are we talking spoilers, by the way, or not? Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I let's do a spoiler point. more. It's been two weeks, so we can go. So, but just in case. It's been two weeks, we'll yeah, be, you should be getting we'll the be talking, <laughs> We will be talking some spoilers. It'll be in the title. Warning. I'm going to say, some people don't always read Anthony. Some people Anymore. think spoilers like <laughs> spoiling you with a nice conversation. Spoiling you with love and energy. <laughs> maybe they'll think that. No, so in every case, yeah, yeah. So maybe like there are some changes, the big changes to the scrolls. Um, being the nice guys or being the prosecuted people, mm. I thought that was interesting. That was um, I thought it was pretty interesting, actually, yes. pretty topical. It is at because this point, yeah. one of the things. Here's a spoiler. So um, there, the twist 
to people who don't know, the Skrulls are the bad guys in the comics. Yeah. And that, by bad, I mean downright evil. Yeah. And it's interesting because in this one, they're, you're, you're sympathetic to their cause, but uh, Telos' daughter is shown, who is the girl who, you know, who Monica Rambeau as a kid is talking to and saying, your eyes are beautiful. Telos' daughter in the comics is the one who becomes the evil ruler of the Skrulls and then goes on a war across the universe. So the fact that they've shown her and if you remember in the film, uh, she tell us tells her uh, one of the people to cover her eyes, his daughter's eyes. Yeah. But then she looks. She, she looks. She, yeah. she looks at him killing them. The three. So there's a lot there, and I'm sure it's not a. It's all on purpose. They would have official. They would have shot that shot of her moving away and looking at them being shot. Why would they show that scene? Exactly. So there's it's definitely be something there. Yeah. So I think it's like I think it's like the Klingons in Star Trek, where they started off war as warriors. They became peaceful in the Federation, but there are factions of the Klingon who just are warriors and yeah. are evil. Yeah. So that should be interesting as well. Like they're building towards their call to the dark side. Yeah. Ha- now they're being cosmic with Marvel, yeah. uh, the MCU. They have to come up with cosmic threats. Yeah. And the Skrulls are as big a threat as there. Yeah. So, um, okay, so so I like what you guys said about the, about Brie. I, I want to talk about Brie a little more in that, um, not just Brie, but... As women, so we've talked about the film, but as women, what is Captain Marvel meant to you when you went to see it? And so, like you said, you know, some of you said that I didn't go with high expectations. Mm. But then when you walk out, you've now seen something else from what you expected. What are, you, what are your thoughts as women of Captain Marvel? I'm not talking about Brie, but the film Captain Marvel. Um, so, in a way, I'm a little annoyed at all the uh, incel fanboy uh, stuff that kind of started up because it made me. I became aware of that before I went, before I decided to go to the film, and it made me feel like I want the film to do well because I don't, I don't want those guys to win. Yeah, kind yeah. of like I, you know, they started it, you yeah. know, and then they kind of made <laughs> us join the fight. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah. I, so there was definitely that element to it. So, so now I, can't, I don't know if I have a bias now. It's almost yeah. impossible to say. Um, but I. So what was the exact question? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Okay. What does it feel so, so I did the, when I was watching the film. It did occur to me that a lot of little girls are going to get the chance to see this mm. film, and the closest I came as a little girl was probably Princess Leia, um, and she was nowhere near as much of a badass as uh, Captain Marvel. You know, yeah. she she. She still had to be rescued. And her and so. She needed Han to move a stuck lever for yeah, her. For yeah. God's sake. She doesn't have superpowers. She doesn't have superpowers. She was a normal person who, 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 was, who helped yes. defeat an empire yeah, without being overpowered. That's different. But yeah, I, he, he I, agree agree with Jay. Without power. I agree with well, Jay. Well, I'm saying it was not exactly the same experience. <laughs> I agree it with was Jay. a different experience. And little girls now have, they have Princess Leia still, but now they also have Captain Marvel. But they had Wonder Woman as well. So, so, yeah, so what else they have it all? I mean, like, mean, like, and why does it have to be one or the other? I hate this binary thinking. That's what gets us into this trouble in the first place. One of Captain Marvel's names is binary. But, <laughs> but I, I, want, I want you to hold a thought. Yes. I want to just add on to what you were saying or just yeah. probably touch on it. It's interesting you mentioned Princess Leia, and I agree with Raz as well. I think for you growing up as young girls, Princess Leia was at the right moment in your life. Yeah. And for these young girls, Princess Leia is an established icon. Yeah. 
right? They're growing up in the, as an established icon. For them, they are now growing up at the same time Captain Marvel's character is going to grow up. So they're going to grow with Captain Marvel the way you and Raz grew up with Princess Leia. Yeah. You know, so I think the comparison doesn't, it kind of makes sense, but also at the same time it's different, very different. And on Wonder Woman, I, I like this article that I read a few days ago, I can't remember who, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Vulture, but I'm not sure, um, where, yes, Wonder Woman is the first female superhero film, it was still the only one, and it was still considered a fluke. But now, with Captain Marvel doing half a billion, it's now two superhero films in a row of females who are like, you know what? We're kicking ass. Yeah. You know, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a one-off. We are there. We are here to stay. We are going to change the game. And there's nothing you can say now to convince us otherwise. It is happening. Yeah. So I think Wonder Woman needed a Captain Marvel. Yeah, there needs to be more. And you know what? It needs to get to the point where we can have mediocre films yes. for female superheroes. Should, and know, it isn't a thing. I think we already have. It's just... Catwoman! Catwoman. Right, and they didn't do another one for like 20 years. But, okay. <laughs> but, but, so. but that wasn't mediocre. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I blame cats again. Goose <laughs> wasn't around at the time. Goose <laughs> 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 was not available. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh... I guess this is maybe a hybrid answer or something. But for me, it's really important because, like, I'm, I'm really in tune with, like, women representing strength and modesty, not over-sexualizing. So for me, that's what I saw in Captain Marvel. I saw that, like, she was fit because it was important to be strong and, and, and you know, stand up for what you believe in. She wasn't, like, fit so she can look hot and reveal her belly like Wonder Woman, although I love Wonder Woman. And back to the whole Princess Leia point, it's like sexualizing was a really big thing and it's still up until Wonder Woman was a lot of the topics talked about like oh look her nipple showed or whatever whatever but thighs. Yeah, yeah, her thighs and the whole conversation about Wonder Woman the camera angles etc etc with Captain Marvel I don't think much of that existed in discussion before and even when you watch the film you're really just a chicken jeans and a t-shirt if she's not in her regular like in her um, uniform like and I thought that was interesting uh, I bring it back to the point of the love interest as well that she can strong on her own with Wonder Woman what I didn't like is that there was a love interest that tried to like mansplain things and there were moments where I'm really bored I love the actor but I'm just like no <laughs> um, and for me if I want to say like Sigourney Weaver in Alien she's like that superhero that I if, if, if you would consider a superhero is the one that I grew up with in the sense that she's a real genuine like girl she's fit she's Battling the bad people, bad creatures, and that's all it's about. Like really. Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. Okay, I have a job to do. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. I hope, like, and I hope also, like, filmmakers understand that you know, sex doesn't always have to sell, and really, you have a strong fan base. What I liked about watching the film, and my brother and I caught it in a premiere, I think I was out of five women in the audience. Everybody was a man, which was really, you know, fun yeah, to less see. Less than one woman. Yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman had more female audience. Yeah, I mean, the Alamel Draft House. It's like 45 to 60 something for, for this, yeah. close, but for Wonder Woman, the majority were. And they had even majority. like women's screenings in the States uh, just yeah. for that purpose. With yeah. this, they didn't do the polarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you know, the superhero come and watch it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, film. Yeah. It's a yeah. Film. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's funny. Sorry, go on. I was just going to make a point um, that I did like um, how the film touched on um, themes of female control and controlling women. Yeah. Um, obviously that was very overtly done with, with her pre-training and we constantly being told control it, control it. And, and then... Yeah, that beats about emotion. You, you yeah, 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 don't yeah. be emotional. Don't show your... And, and that is something that, you know, that is the female experience. We're always being told to control our emotions. Mm. Don't be crazy and don't look, you know, 
and it's like a big thing. You'd be told that you're crazy. So I. <laughs> no, you don't agree. I get told I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I live to be crazy. Yeah. That is a spin the so, story of Marvel, but go on. Yeah. Um. So I, I appreciated that, and then the little touches, like um. When the biker guy tells her to smile, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, oh, that's so funny." No, that was right? most one hundred percent. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I saw an interview, and they said that was always in the film. So the irony of it yeah. is just. Mwah. And also, I think I think they also it was always in the film because ever since her casting, they were like, "She doesn't smile." Yeah. 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 You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what I found interesting about that is that if you look at um, Wonder Woman. She hardly smiles also in her entire film. No, she's she smiles when she's with her love. But otherwise, she's always kicking ass and she's always like that story face. But people had a problem with Re having that look. When, in fact, if you look at all the three warriors in the whole story, the start of the film, none of them smile. Yeah. So it's the Kree. Exactly. It but it was funny. I know. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. No, that, that was that was funny. Okay, well, cool. I, I have something. So okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm going to try to sort of air this out in a very reasonable way. Why? Be, here's be why. you. Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> I'm reasonable. So they're I mean, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember your emotions. I'm like, I'm gonna be like the worst guy. Where is the man? Okay, so. I want to first of all differentiate between two concepts. The first concept being feminist, feminism, and feminist ideals, and Ooh. the concept of representation. And I'm going there. We, I am going there. So here's the thing: <laughs> there is actually a big difference between what feminism is and should be, and what representation and uh, uh, is. Right? Mm. Captain Marvel falls under the category of representation. What it makes me feel, what it makes, I assume, many women feel, is that we are represented by another personality, uh, not the typical personality that is always there to represent us. There are many facets of women, there are many different ways that women act and behave and react to things, and what Captain Marvel does is represents aspects of that to us that are not, that are underrepresented in the media for sure. However, I don't feel like Marvel or Captain Marvel or this film represent feminist ideals because feminist ideals are about fighting against oppression of women. I don't think not being represented in the media is oppressive. It's just under-servicing uh, us, but it's not oppressing us. When there are issues around the world, forget the first world problems of Western women, really, honestly. We're talking about we're in 2019 and we still have female castration. We still have it. It's happening. What I think, there are films, however, that address feminist ideals that are underrepresented by us. For example, the most beautiful feminist character that ever came out in the last 10 years was Furiosa in Mad Max. Absolutely. And everything in that film was a feminist statement. The story, the plot line, everything represented. The only solo film about her that was going to come out. Exactly. And that is a bigger travesty for me than uh, having white men be represented on the marketing of Captain Marvel and all that kind of stuff. So this is a big thing that I think we should all kind of become aware of. Because what's happening is that when we say that Captain Marvel and the thing it's fighting for represents feminism, we forget about the things that are actually representing feminism that we should support. And we end up supporting and only fighting for just being represented. We don't need to be represented. It's nice to be represented. We're there. It's nice to be represented, but what we need as women around the world and not just in a certain area around the world, what we need is to be 
defended from oppression. And that doesn't happen through something like Captain Marvel. It happens through other mediums that I think... Yeah. And I think that's good. That it's good you brought that up because, you know, I think that... Uh, and this comes to the whole point about... I think there's a really nice meme on Hobby Nation uh, where Spider-Man, you remember the, the scene from Homecoming, where he's pulling two ends of the ship together because it got split in the middle. And one end of the ship, in the meme it says one end of the ship is... Um, people who think there's too much of feminism in Captain Marvel. Yeah. People who think there's not enough mm-hmm. feminism in Captain Marvel. The, the people who just want to enjoy the film. Exactly. And I think that's a bit exactly. Marvel. I think as a business, let's be completely honest here. Neither Marvel or DC are in the business of uh, shaping society's opinion for good or bad. No. They're in the business of money. Making money. Right? Sure. And if it turns out to be a nice story, yeah, they'll do it. And yeah, if it turns out, obviously they're not going to do evil stories that, yeah. that will do bad stuff in society. Yeah. But they are still going to write a decent story. People are going to, oh, the, the, this woman thing, it'll work. Let's just write about that. So yes, it'll work. But I don't think any of these people are going to the story room thinking, let's write a feminist film. Yeah, exactly. And I never felt feminist and the spice. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 As a man, I saw the scene that you were talking about where the, guy, the biker says smile. As a man, I identified with that because I'm like, all my friends that I've known in the past, so many men that I see every day, say that, hey, why aren't you smiling, honey? You, know, you look better. And I, as a man, I identified with that because I'm like, I always cringe when I hear men say that. And here, they're showing the film and I liked her response. She just ignored him. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why, as typical men, they got pissed off and they went inside. Well, she did steal his bike, though. Yeah. Yes. She didn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was some vendetta there. Man, she yeah. got yeah. wearing a Nine Inch Nails t shirt. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Let's talk about that. I was coming to that. I'm really upset that there was no references. Nine Inch Nails. I'm really upset that yeah. Although I'm not a fan, but I love the usage of the song. I was <laughs> upset that there was no Nine Inch Nails song. Yes! Mm. I mean, that was very weird. Well, they were, there was a lot of female friends, but There's then they had Nirvana and, I, yeah, yeah, whatever. So. I was happy with the 90s because I'm a 90s baby. Yeah. Well, on it. Yeah. I liked it. I did not. I have no issues. <laughs> right. So when, <laughs> when you say you were a 90s baby, you go and you go. So those songs, you were listening to those songs when you were quite young, right? Mm-hmm. I so, like... Like, how old were you when you were like, what the question? Listen, how old are you? I'm gonna play. This is a podcast guy. I don't think that question applies Disappointment. I was like, well, what about Sonic Youth? What about the Breeders? What about Alana the Pixies? What about. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about the Kenny Kill? What about, you know, like, so Yeah, those ones. So, so um, Kelly Sue and Ke- 
to and uh, Kelly Thompson, as well as G Willow, as well as others. All of them have revealed, and Brie Larson, all of them sharing photographs because they post a photograph of something on Twitter, and then all their fans, other women are, and men, are posting photographs of their daughters at the screenings. Yeah. And you see all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photographs of little girls looking up in awe at these posters. So it means something. It means. So I want you to talk about that. What does it mean? Representation. Well, I mean, yeah. but, see, that's a great word, but, but I want you to elaborate on that because everyone says, oh, representation, okay. but what does I'll it mean? I'll tell you what it means. It so means that... For good little girls. Yeah, for little girls. It means that little girls grow up with the idea that they're, they can't do that. They're not enough to do that. And in real life, all the time. Okay, so... When you, when you see that you grow up and there's never been a female president of the United States, for example, mm. it's because women aren't enough to do that job. There's an irony there. And on and on. Yeah. So, sorry? There's an irony there. The country that comes up, came up with female superheroes right. doesn't have a female. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and of, yeah. So, they're not the only ones by any means. Yeah. So, so... It just starts to chip away at the idea that um, that that you aren't good enough as a female, as a little girl. Like it just starts to plant those ideas in your mind at a young age. That you know, even though it's a fictional character, but we get very invested in fictional characters. So I think it's it's just one little knock on that on the on the glass ceiling, or one little knock on the crack yeah. 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 So following that, I actually watched the movie with my twelve-year-old niece. And I was super happy because um, when it comes to gender and feminism and everything, I believe in a very uh, sort of gender neutral mm -hmm. way because I was never taught to believe that because you're a woman, you can't do anything. So people outside the house are still, but I grew up in a very strong way. Yeah, I'm not saying that parents do it. I'm saying no, the society everyone. does it. The yeah. society does it more. Yeah. But even growing up right now, I do things that... Most women don't. Yep. I, I hate men. Yeah, I don't hate men. They're nice sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a weightlifter. I'm a female scuba diver. I'm a female tech scuba diver. Like I do a lot of things that most women won't do, or most women don't have the exposure to do. Or um, told they can't do it. Or told they can't do it. But for me, I was happy watching this movie with my niece because at least it gives her an idea in her head now that there's a concept around her where it's okay for her to break ideas. She is not enough. She is okay the way she is. She is enough. She can try and attempt to do things. And these are all things that I never had experience growing up. I just basically myself. Like, I grew up with a pack of wolves. I did whatever I wanted to the action stopped me. But... It's interesting you say that because there's this moment in the film that her, her, uh, what's the scene called in, in Wonder Woman when Wonder Woman finally reveals herself and on the battlefield it's called something. Um, <clears throat> I can't, I can't, when Wonder Woman reveals when herself the on the battlefield. <laughs> no, no, when she comes up and, she, she, <laughs> that was and pushes back against the forces and, and finally the... No Man's Land. No Man's Land. No Man's Land. That's the song. No Man's Land. So, no Man's Land. So, the no Man, Captain Marvel's No Man's Land moment was when she was being sub, uh, suppressed by the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And the Supreme Intelligence says, you're only human. 
so you're just human or something like that. Yeah. And then that's when you have the flashbacks when she remembers, well, actually, she got up every time. Yes, as and a human. As a human. And what I, what I found really interesting, because based on what Alisa just said, you know, if you, I think that was written in a way, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously uh, projecting here, I think it was written in a way when instead of you're only human, it was just, you're just a woman. Because you know, mm-hmm. that's what women kept hearing. Yeah. You're just a woman, you're not going to be able to drive. Yeah. You're just a woman, you can't vote. You're just a woman, you can't fight. You're just a woman, you can't do. And in all of that, I, ca- I saw that and I'm thinking of all the times. I'm from Pakistan. Women get told that so much, ten times more than, and you're from another Arab country. You know, and it's insane. It what happens women... in the West as well. Yes, I know, me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's really, really You guys really are way far ahead, man. And you, you guys are able to vote. Live under yeah. that. Like, it's not a comparison. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I was talking about. We look at the things that, that are now really being, being discussed in the United States as like, oh, we're still doing this. And I'm like, yes. I would love to be in your shoes, guys. Like, I would love, I would love to be uh, an American woman <laughs> growing up in America, being upset about the things that they are upset about. Because what we are still, still that's that's the mind blowing stuff. What we're still dealing with is what you guys were dealing with in the 1800s. We are dealing with it right now in 2019. It's insane. And the problem is, because we are in Dubai, because we live in our little communities, you know, and we don't really deal with this stuff on a daily basis. And then you go home for for, for holiday, you know, you go home and you sit with a bunch of uncles and you forget just how far back this is. Or you work somewhere like in my, like where I work, jobs, people, and I deal with people from this mentality and I just go like, my God, this is so far behind where the world is right now and where it should be. And it's really, really frustrating. And it's just, you don't don't realize it until you're living it. But I want to add that like, and this, it may not sound like against what you guys are saying, but for me, I'm just so, I'm so sick of like a film having to have the agenda to solve an issue. And yeah, great. Kids are, are being photographed with their parents and whatnot. But I mean, if we keep reminding people that this is all about the woman lead, the woman lead, then the most important value of good versus evil and the whole like deception with the Jude Law character, then that's kind of diminished. And for me, I feel like it's the same thing with films about black slavery. I mean, yeah. like if you keep saying the story, nobody's gonna let go of the story. Um, but but I agree with Reza in the sense that like where we are now is like light years from where other countries are but again yeah. our issues do matter and and with film it, it, art serves a purpose but community takes takes the message and deals with it and if you can't like change the world because of a film then it's okay it is okay yeah. Yeah. where Noor is coming from is it's very Twenty something self-actualized. I'm a thirty-five kind of year old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're talking. About, you know, there are a lot of these um, very young women, young women on on Twitter and wherever you know you see the stuff where they're just like they don't care about any of this stuff. Mm. And in a way, it's because us oldies, right? We all kind of like still believe <laughs> yeah. this and still care about this stuff and still yeah. want to push these issues. That gives them a place to be like because because they because we've flown through all of it, or a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, there's still mm. a lot of places yeah. in the world where stuff needs to be resolved. And so these young girls and young and young guys as well are just, just they've just left all that behind and they're thinking it's so irrelevant. Gender is irrelevant. Yeah. Feminism, they don't care about that. They don't care because they're all, they're just all on an evil and even playing field. And like, um, that's great. That's but that, that, that depends on where. That depends, depends on, on where. It's not so going on everywhere. Yeah. But see, it's that's the achievement. Yeah. That's the achievement. So the yeah. achievement will be the actual achievement. It has happened in some places, and what you're talking about, this is this is the effect. Yeah. Normalizing yes. 
genders is when, when it's normal, when it's not a big deal yeah. that, that she's a female or that he's a male, when it's not a big deal, that's when, that's true equality. Yes. When it stops oh, being an issue, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, for the younger generation in a lot of Western countries, now they just go see the film and they don't care. Like a kid can look up to a female superhero and a, and a little girl can look up to a male superhero and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. And I can be him and he can be her and she can be him. That's great. And when that happens, that's when we know that we have achieved something. We still don't have that. Yeah. We are not even close. Yeah. 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 It's not happening like yeah. that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like a week ago on the 5th of March, 8th of, 8th of March, when was Women's Day? 8th or 5th, 8th of March, you had this, the, the Arab March, which is called the Women's March in Pakistan. Yeah. It was massive, hundreds of thousands of women across all the kind of cities, big cities. And what's interesting is a few days, and I posted about this on my Facebook, is a few days before that, one of my friends, she's an artist, she's a comics artist, she's, she writes, she draws comics for a comics company in Pakistan that come, comes up with female superheroes for the Pakistan context, right? And she said, Tony, how do I ask my boss to let me go for Arab March? Because... Um, they, they they make fun of the stuff. So I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. So you draw female superheroes, but you're not being allowed to draw yeah. for a women's march. So I yeah. get where she's coming yeah. from. So yeah. 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 So so and that's why the little girl who's looking up at the poster in Pakistan, that woman means a tanda. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Whereas yeah. at the same time, exactly. what should happen, like you said, is there will come a point hopefully where that doesn't need to happen. But I feel like yeah. it touches it in the film with. With the ethnic diversity, I feel like that's the biggest problem we have in, in nowadays is ethnic issues. And I feel like switching the narrative and having the, the presumed bad guy not be the bad guy, I feel like that touches on a lot of yeah. 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 Oh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of projection. In the that to me was super strong. I just want to I want to build up on that because this is something we need to talk about. Forget what Captain Marvel means to to. Uh, people in America, people in the UK, people here. I want to talk about it globally because what yeah. it's doing globally is a whole other issue, That's right? And, and it's very interesting. So I have some statistics. I'm just going to go over it with you guys. So first yeah. of all, right now, in worldwide box office, um, Captain Marvel is number one, right? Oh. It's number one worldwide. It has made, in two weeks of release, it has made half a billion dollars in two weeks right big deal in the top five we have two female led in the top five globally globally and, we, and literally five years ago six years ago globally meant transformers mm. meant fast and furious mm, this yeah. not globally right yeah. not american and not a one person not exactly yeah. uh in the top five we have captain marvel number one number two how to train your dragon number three green book number four atila alita sorry uh and uh medea medea film with for some reason. But anyway, you have two out of the five that are female-led characters. So that's a big deal. And Captain Marvel is number one. I also want to talk about the directors because it's co-directed by a female woman. So uh, domestically speaking in the United States, um, uh, for opening weekends, the top five of all time of all time, now is Captain Marvel as number one. What? It's the num yeah, number one opening weekend at $153 million. Uh, domestic female, female, female director. Oh female director. Because it's co-directed by female. Uh, the second would be Shrek 2. Apparently it was directed by a woman. Wonder Woman is number three. <laughs> All right, Followed by The Matrix Reloaded. Because it was after the sex yes. change. So now these guys were women at this yes. point, And it's considered for them. And number five being... How convenient. Yeah. And number five being... <laughs> and the number the fifth biggest female director opening weekend domestically speaking is... Is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so we've, we've achieved some stuff. 
something that I that's diversity right genre. there. Yeah. Superhero film, so, action, and a sex film. Exactly. So what that's a that's thing? a big deal. What um, exactly would you categorize Fifty Shades of Grey as? I have no <laughs> idea. Abstract genre. I have no idea. It's Twilight fan fiction gone wrong. Okay, that's what it is. So here are the stats. Okay, let's look at this. So number one of all time what domestic of Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel in terms of box office. Okay. So it's number eighteen domestic opening weekend in the states of all time. So oh now it's number goodness. eighteen. And worldwide uh, opening weekend, it's number six in the world in history. Um, and now, uh, something very interesting. So, these are the global openings for films that don't have a female that are that have a female character as the top build uh, a top build actress. Meaning, like for example, Mad Max was huge, right? But Furiosa, uh, Charlie Theron was not top build. It was. Um, Dude, Dude, Tom Hardy, Hardy, thank you. <laughs> so here are the films. So right now, at number one, it's Captain Marvel as a top film. Wonder Woman is in there, globally. What? Wonder Woman is in there. This is the top five. So number one, with, uh, with uh, 456 million, all right, that's Captain Marvel number one. Number two was, interestingly, Beauty and the Beast. Because Emma Watson was top billed in the yeah. movies because she's Emma Watson. Right, right, and that was 357 million global opening weekend. The third one is Twilight because in the Twilight film, what's her name? Christian Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Christian Stewart actually has two. So Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 2, and Breaking Dawn Part 1 are number three and four. At 340 million and 291 million, they're three and four, and the fifth is Rogue One. Ooh, yeah. she has top billing. She has top billing. So that's she has so, top billing. So that's our top five. So that's amazing because all these stats point to one thing. It's a hundred million above number two, which is Beauty and the Beast. A hundred million above. No, but see again, this is amazing. Because it tells me one thing, that Captain Marvel isn't just here, it is here and making a statement, yeah. which yes. sorry, which to me is amazing because it flies in the face of all the critique, yes. yeah. all yes. the BS, and all the controversy, yes. and has just slapped it down and said, you know what, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm here, and I'm here to stay, and I'm going to show you why. Yeah, And there's something very important. If you look at these titles, guys, like Beauty and the Beast is a remake of the Disney film, very famous, it's riding Very that way. Uh, Breaking Dawn are sequels of a, and the end of Franchise. a big saga. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One is a Star Wars film. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Captain Marvel is relatively unknown. Think of, she's yeah. similar, yeah, but, but, but Guardians of the Galaxy, character. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, stuff like that, mm. they didn't make you know, much You know, it's funny you said this, Raz, because you, sorry. Oh, oh no, no, <laughs> I, I have a point. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this because it is, oh, first of all, there are three Disney movies in that. Right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So Disney is moving away from the princess damsel in distress formula, yeah. and going into women who kick ass formula, and obviously that's working. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's way more interesting. Way more interesting, and it's also reality. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I want to please hold on to this thought because now I think it's the right time for me to share this. Uh, yesterday, Yasser Reza's wife, uh, Shireen, uh, uh, sent this beautiful voice note to me to explain she wanted to give her feelings about and her thoughts about the movie. And she said, Anthony, I have not read the comments. I'm not a do all of this stuff. Yeah. When I go, I just go with my husband and I'm watching and I'm like, yeah, okay. But I went to this movie and this was my movie. I was that woman on screen. I was really Representation. I was Carol Danvers. Everything Carol Danvers was doing is stuff. I, she's like, I've put myself through college. I've put myself, I come from a very hardworking Saudi family where we weren't well to do and we had to work our way to make 
things happen and make ourselves happy. And everything that Carol was doing, she she had no memory of her past. She had to work towards finding out who she is. And that's what I did. I had to find out who I was. And uh, everything that's happened, that strong woman was me. And I walked on film thinking I saw myself on screen, representation of a woman. And I, you know, I was listening to that voice. Now I see I'm whispering right now. Wow. You know, we talk about little girls, but here's a Saudi woman. Yeah. With whom Captain Marvel has resonated. Yeah, yeah she was relatable. You know, I, I think I, I even related I to her. her I even related to yeah. her stoicism. Like mm. I, I feel like we're I'm constantly like keeping myself in check and being mm. kind of like mm. putting on a face. And, yeah, like I'm not like physically going out and blowing things up in my fist, but still, you know, yeah. it was very. Sometimes it feels like that. Certain Tuesdays, maybe a Monday, Tuesday specifically. I just wanted to say, like, I think it's so cool that Reza has access to all these statistics. Yes. And coming with uh, WWW's birthday, can we just discuss that funny downloading scene? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was stellar, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> and creepy at the same time. I didn't even realize how it was going to be terrifying the to the watch that. Of the yeah, What's yeah, happening yeah. here? <laughs> uh, it's downloading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody laughed. Like, yeah. that's not the biggest laugh. Oh, yeah. oh, so that's the best reference. That is, definitely. So, yeah, so worldwide speaking, this is the second highest MCU opening after Infinity War. The second. Second. So, just so think about that, right? We've had, aside from this movie, there are 20 MCU films, yeah. out of which every single one, 20, ex- yeah. 20, every single one except the Ensemble Avengers movies, has been male-led. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this True. has defeated all of them. True. You know? True. But even in the Ensemble, does Black Widow really get as much recognition as she should? Like, even there's this back and, sto- back and forth about her own origin story. Yeah, yeah. 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 she's going to get there. Yeah. So, playing devil's advocate, what are the haters going to say that the placement of the movie right before Endgame, when there's so much hype for Marvel in general, and specifically Endgame, yeah. is, has contributed to... I did not feel like I know. That. I thought it was a normal-sized chair. Oh, we're so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So the haters talking about the placement. So see, I agree with that, but not in a way. I agree. Same play, devil's advocate. Are the haters going to say that one of the reasons that the movie's been so successful is because of its placement coming right before Endgame and so much hype around Endgame? You know, the way that she was going to fit into Endgame. That's like, actually not true because they can just as easily download it and watch it at home. And also, wait for it to go on the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's fine. You can imagine them. All, I actually think the placement. the YouTube uh, video captions now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think that the placement of it hurts it, actually. I think, I actually feel, I, I actually think that this film belonged at the beginning of a phase. I actually feel like it didn't affect, again, it affects me in this grand scheme of things, but I, I remove, and I did. Mm-hmm. I remove all of this, all right? I get it, I get I get the representation, I love it, amazing, fantastic. But when I watch a film, I have to switch that stuff up and watch a movie, right? Yeah. And I sat and I watched it, and I'm like, this is cool, but it didn't really, like, blow my mind. And I think one of the reasons, because it's very, and I kept remembering Captain America, the first Avenger. It's very similar in its story beats, right? It's similar to the two of them. And uh, and even uh, Man of Steel, first one. And I was like, man, when I saw these movies, it's not that different. Like that, those movies didn't have like mind blowing action. They didn't have all the yeah. stuff. Uh, but and I didn't connect with the character as much. And then about the backstory, a lot of exposition. But those films, because I was in the beginning of a phase, I was ready to absorb yes. new information. But right now, I'm just like, Avengers, Game of Thrones. You know, like I'm like I'm in the middle of all this like. In a way, yeah. I, 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 I'm not ready to just, abs- like, I don't, 
like it's just washing over me the information. So I felt like this belonged in the beginning of a phase, not at the end of a phase. So actually, it technically, I think it hurt it in terms of the experience. But the reason why it's making all that money is because people went to see it because it's a big deal. And you were talking about Marvel and Disney and DC and all these being about make, making money. And they 100% fanned that fire Absolutely. to get these numbers. Yeah, this is just similarly to the Deadpool marketing plan. Similar to Black Panther. And similar Black to the Black Panther. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fantastic movie for, for Black people. But let's be honest, it will also put marketed aggressively to black people. Yeah. So yeah, that people will go to Washington and be watching. Exactly. Exactly. And all exactly. the like so it's there. landmark it's Oscar nominations. Yeah. There. So there's Which is one. why I'm really interested in seeing Where this what happens is. after Endgame. Yeah. Because there's no Marvel movie, proper Marvel movie, until next year. Yeah. And what else are they going to do now? So I know there's going to be talk about all the new shit. So I know Shang-Chi is coming out, yeah. uh, which is the first Asian-American uh, yeah. superhero yeah. from Marvel. Um, you have Miss Marvel has been announced. You have Black But those Widow. are coming down, down the line still. Yeah. The thing, is, the thing is, down the line is two years away. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Just two years. Yeah. Down the line is just two years away. So I think in the grand scheme of things, I can't even believe that we're now 11 years after the first film. Yeah. It's been 11 years yeah. we have been following this story yeah. and it's going to end in uh, a month. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna it's not really going to end. It's like going to be, it's, it's, it's a season finale. And yeah. then season two <laughs> will start. It's the end of a chapter. It's the end of a chapter. It's not the end of the story. On that note, could we please talk about my Habibi Stanley and his little cameo and we the whole homage and everything. Yeah. Starting that they have and with the Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Chris cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. And I, on that, I want to talk about uh, the, the, the chemistry and the, and the great unforced conversations between Theory and Carol. I thought that was a great moment in the film. What? Theory and Carol. Yeah. That's the buddy cop thing. That was I like their relationship that was a lot. So yeah. A yeah. lot. He wasn't trying to be too much in front of her. She wasn't trying to do too much in front of her. I really like partners. their relationship. And yeah. I think so it's well. interesting. Yeah. They respect each other's strengths. And it's the thing that will carry through. Like, this is what I like. I This film, again, like, introduces her. But it also, it does more for her, for her integration into the films later than it does for her in this film alone. And that's what I find interesting. Like, I saw it, I finished, I'm like, okay, this movie is okay. But I want to see her, like, talk to Nick Holder, yes. Nick Fury now. Yes, I yes. want to see her talk to, 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 to Stark, you know? I want to yes. see this yeah. now. That's so what I like that's what I think this film did very successfully, is that it's yeah. teasing, it, it put her in a way, it, it established her, and made you wonder about how she's going to be. Because when she goes there in the end, and she goes, where's Fury? Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah! Yes. Because yes. of their yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. organic. Like, yeah. you didn't feel out of place. So, yeah. it was 25, 20, what did Because it, it's context. It's context. It's context. She's come to the rescue with her first question, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all, and that too. What I love is she snuck up on Black Widow. You know, like, no, but Black Widow, yeah, 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 End of Infinity War, everybody's like broken and downcast, and there's certainly the beginning of the end game, it seems that way. And she's just coming in with this angry young woman with like little breath of fresh air, like, yeah. okay, guys, come on, let's, let's sort it out. Let's yeah. I, I, I want to coin it here Thorville. Thorville. Thor and Captain Marvel. Thorvel. It's happening. Thorvel. Like the romance. I love it. I'm still into the. I'm still into the romance, guys. I'm, I'm romantic at heart. Yeah, I mean they'll be nice. 
I mean, Chris Hemsworth can say anything and have like pheromones just pouring off. He literally, yeah. But the chemistry between those two was very powerful. That was in like a nanosecond. She's a woman who we know can kick his butt. It's awesome. She won't smile for it. He'll do the smile. He did. He did she didn't even blink when the hammer came in. No, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just a little whoosh. Love that. I like this one. In the entire movie, you don't get a good comparison of how badass she is. She is until the end came to Except when Ronan runs away. When he pulls it, and she doesn't even think she's like, yeah, and? Yeah. And suddenly everyone's like, holy crap, she's a badass. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there you go. And they have the pager and like this little, like they're looking at it from every angle. <laughs> what, what, what is he going to do? I just love, I mean, I love pagers. The only person that pager would have surprised is Captain America. <laughs> What is this new technology? Glad you brought it up because that's one of the things that I find interesting because um, the OP, OP, Captain Marvel in this, I mean, yes, we know, and yes, from the comics as well, she is literally one of the most powerful women and superheroes in the entire roster. Yeah. And they tried to. I'm. I'm not happy with the way they just suddenly push that. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole film that she's discovering, so suddenly she can take on an entire armada. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, she was, can. But yeah. There's a missing scene. Where's yeah, the missing scene? Deleted yeah. as yeah. usual. She yeah. suddenly learned how to fly mm. while falling. Yeah. So I mean, and, and yeah. she's an expert in flying. I know yeah. she's a pilot. But there were piloting a plane is different than piloting yourself. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> I would assume, not from experience. But I, I, but I. But in one way, I am happy. Why am I happy that this happened? Of her being so, so OP? Because I'm sick and tired of Superman being indestructible. Yes. Yep. No matter what happens, he'll, he'll just. It doesn't matter how big the cosmic threat is, hey, it's Superman. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm Batman. So, I mean, finally, there's somebody in Marvel yeah. who you can say, all right, you know what? Bring it. And yeah, the notion well, that the uh, superhero but, but, can but, die. But there was Thor, though. He, he took a dying start to the chest, bro. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's Superman y. <laughs> Anything. But it's important for kids to recognize that, you know, like being a superhero is about doing the right thing, not about lasting forever. Because yeah. there's like, you know, that. Yes, because I liked that. I liked that Carol was given a choice in this. Yeah. Yeah. She could go with her training. Yeah. Uh, because remember in the start, Marve- uh, Jon Rogue tells her, you think with this, start thinking with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But over here, in reality, she started thinking with this. And yeah, that's yeah. when she discovered who she was. Yeah. yeah because yeah, this was yeah. stopping her. I mean, yeah. if you see Umbrella Academy, yes, yeah. I know Seven, spoiler, I know Seven <laughs> Seven becomes a super. Spoiler villain. alert! Seven becomes a super I villain. I haven't seen it yet. You're spoiling. You're spoiling. And there's also a birthday spoiler, the post of our Then I won't spoil the scene. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> okay, but those of you who have watched Umbrella Academy and you know about Seven, you know what I'm talking about here. Because the same thing that Rion Rog was doing. And and how funny it's a way Star Trek by the way, this is a way Star Trek reference about fears. There are too many Star Trek references yes. for my taste now. So in, in Star Trek, so in the original series in the original series, um, there is a cosmic thread that the, the Enterprise comes across. Uh, this is trivia, this is just for fun. Uh, and uh, they, basically this entity uh, that is controlled is, is drawing the Enterprise into this black hole and they this huge whole episode, revol- the whole movie revolves around uh, them trying to break free and they realize they try to talk to the entity. Turns out it's a, an incredible spaceship. As it goes closer, the spaceship is it's called uh, Viger. All right? And they're like, Viger? What is Viger? And it talks to itself, I am Viger, I am Viger. Because some sometime across its galactic quest, it's gained sentience. Yeah. Right? And it sees its name and it's like, Viger. 
But at the end, when they finally come face to face, they clean the label of the spaceship and it's Voyager. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that reference from Carol Danvers and yeah, second viewing for me. beers. So I'm like Star Trek, you know. And obviously that was such a. This is so many. This is you can tell this was made as an homage as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, this was amazing. I was really happy having you guys here, ladies here, uh, and yeah, uh, one guy spectator. My bro. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you, you who convinced me to watch it because I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I'd love to hear about what. Put it on Hobby Nation. Guys, then leave. Just, we what love you like to say? I just that? love the, the Mall Rats being the original script, the whole Kevin Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I just. These are all nice touches. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I wish he was here to see this, but also he's just made this universe such a better place with introducing us to these characters. On the, on the, on the little touches. I like how they allowed Monica Rambeau to design her suit yeah. and then cycle through all her suits from the comics. So the yeah. Suit. Yes. So yeah, the original yeah, yeah, yeah. suit. And, and the, the, the uh, binary suit. And, oh my goodness. I'm like, that's so clever. So they, the fans can be happy. Yeah. And at the end, they discover, oh, that's how she got her costume. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank um, you for having us. Thank you for having us. And I'd like to close with, um, what's the one thing in the movie that really struck you. That really? Struck you. You can't see it. Well, for me, you can't see it, but it was this. I love that. She oh, stood in front of the ninja, the ninja. And she did uh, like a, like a, go, and he's like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was pretty cool. And, and context for that, that was a great point. Context. Uh, Ronan the Accuser is a, a, another OP. He is ridiculously superpowered, yeah. yeah. and he's somebody that even Thor circles sometimes to fight in the comics. And for him to put his tail between his legs and, and run from Captain Marvel, that says a lot about he recognized power there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have an answer. Can he answer on my behalf? Because I I don't really have a struck answer. What struck you? The glowing. Okay, I go with my brother. The glowing. I'm gonna say the. Um, I think just Ben Mendelsohn and his Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm New Zealander, so. Yeah, but Ben killed it, man. Ben's performance was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a reference yeah. like, I, My favorite moment with Ben was when he kept telling Fury to be there on the cat. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, it's just a scratch. From the trailer. Yeah. From the trailer. Yeah. 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 I've got a weird one. But then I look into it, and you know when he discovers that the elevators are scrolled because he uses his own name and everybody just calls him Fury. Yeah. No one actually. That was nice. That I looked at you. That was smart. But here's the thing: at the end of Infinity Wars, when they're dissolving, guess who calls him Nick? Maria. And no one calls him Nick. What? Ooh. Yeah, she's made a connection. Of, Ooh, that I, hasn't even. Got, oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Did I? No, you no, didn't. no. You made a connection that makes us want to watch. Yes. She calls him. Rewatch. Great. Now I have to watch Infinity War again. We're trying to decide to watch it. Just watch the end of Infinity War. You don't leave in the credits. You don't see that Marvel sign and skip. You go like, I'm gonna. God goddamn it. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, good. good. But wow. she does that's, call him that's super interesting because 
she calls him Nick at the end, and then this, and then Captain Marvel. That's like kind of like the plot twist. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, hold on, for a second. Interesting. And I think there's someone else who calls him Nick, but they're just like two people, I think. I mean, they are setting up for the invasion. Black Widow, but I'm not sure. Maybe so, secret yeah. invasion. I think the yeah. secret yeah. invasion. I think, yeah, they definitely. Yeah, if you say it's Black Widow, because it's the word killer. Awesome, so thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you again. <laughs> thank you. Here's to Captain Marvel too. I, I think the sequel is going to be great. Because remember the sequel to the first Avenger was Winter Soldier. Yeah. I hope it's in the same yes. week. Yeah, and, and, and Miss Marvel, I'm really excited. Awesome. All right, see ya. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks. bye.